this is episode 16 of Captain Says. It's very early in the morning and it's very late at night for my guest, who was the first guest on this podcast ever, episode one. Wow. It is Jesse Jester Jenkins. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I didn't realize that I was the first guest, but now I'm kind of remembering that conversation. <laughs> I just had a look back and you were number one. You're the first one. I'm going to have to which, check uh, Which Seth does not failed to keep reminding me about. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so ironic. Because he was second and every time he's like, all I remember is that I wasn't first. <laughs> <laughs> that you got Jesse gotcha, first. Gotcha, Seth. Gotcha. So you are in which country right now? I am in Sweden. So it's near the end of August, so it's like you're still summer there, like end of summer, right? End of summer... I mean, yeah, yeah, the fall is definitely creeping in. I mean, the wind is kind of showing its face a bit, but it's still nice, typically. But it rains a lot, so. What's the temperature in the day? Um, It's usually, you know, they have Celsius. I'm so used to Fahrenheit. I always have to revert, but it's like 10 degrees. <laughs> so like 10, 21, around there. 17. 20s, oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. So it doesn't get too hot there. It can. Like around June, it did get really hot. But it's, it's never like what I'm used to. I'm from the south. and I'm used to humidity in addition. It's not like 110. No, it's never like that. I mean, that's not no. that's Australia <laughs> from what I hear. It can get like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. I was like, I want to be on the show again because I was just thinking, hey, you know, you, you do have this podcast and be fun to talk about whatever whatever comes to mind which is a lot i guess okay so why are you in why have you departed your your home country to be in sweden well that's a multifaceted is is it anything to do with trump uh it has (laughs) something to do with it well let's just say it worked out to where what a good time to not be in america right now Uh, (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean my fiance That's what really prompted. I mean, she didn't want to be in America, and I didn't really want to be in America either, um, in light of what's going on now. And then just where I am in life, it just made more sense to, to just come here because, I mean, I was in Minnesota for a year, and I left, went to New Zealand for three months to do this project, and then, you know, Prince passed away, and I just was like, well, okay, well, there's no reason to stay in Minnesota. It's too cold <laughs> to just... Yeah, out there, yeah. you know, without the reason why I moved there in the first place. So I was just like, hey, maybe I should just, we should just move to Sweden. And that's what I decided to do. Moved here. So I'm living here and working here and just living. It's different. It's definitely different, but I've been here enough, so I'm a bit used to it. So that's what brought me here, I guess. That's the short version. So you've been there, what, about a year? Not quite a year, maybe. I think this month would be five months. I came in March. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's it's definitely different. I'm having to learn the language and everything, which is, uh, don't like. Oh, yeah, how's that? Are you, are you, how are you in speaking Swedish? Not the best. I always say, (laughs) Jag pratar lite svenska, which is, I speak little Swedish. But the good thing about Sweden is that most people speak English. I would say anywhere I go, if I tell mm. them that, they say, oh, it's fine, I can speak English. So, But it's still one of those things I have to kind of get used to and start 
start speaking, and then there's writing it, and then you know, saying it. I can understand it, but it's speaking it that kind of makes it a bit difficult. But That's the know. funny thing is most, I think most people in like those Scandinavian countries, they speak better English than native yes. English speakers. <laughs> they learn it like to such a high level. Yes, that's they, like they're correcting us on how to speak. That is completely true. They it's like, very... no, you split an infinitive. That's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> they are very ahead of the curve with that. And I think that's what shocks a lot of people. When I speak to my family, they're like, oh, they speak English. I'm like, they speak a little bit better than y'all. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, yeah, they have more access to it, I think. They watch a lot of TV. They must, they must start learning that really early in school, I guess. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's very Is official. that like the official second language English or it's just that's just what everyone learns I just think that's what everyone learns um, it just seems to be second nature it does seem like it can be an official language too though because I mean it's just they like I said I've never met anyone well ex- except for older people I mean a lot of the older people live, yeah. who live in Sweden they don't know English but most of the young people they know it just with no problem so that's been helpful. It's not like I'm in a place where no one understands what I'm saying. That would be very difficult. So let's talk about your great country and the, what the hell is happening there. Great again. <laughs> and it needs to be great huh? again. It's not really great according to Trump. Uh, it's yeah, not great enough. Not great enough, yeah. Uh, I don't like even know this, where to begin. The, it's always like I'm never in America when shit hit the fan. Which is good. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's probably I would say it's a good thing. It's like the big issue, just like this week and last week, is these statues, right. con- like Confederate statues of like people. I don't even know who they are because I don't know all this American <laughs> history. But there's General Lee and there's all these people who, from what I gather, were losers right. in the Civil War. They lost. They They're lost. the side that lost. Yeah. But there's all these statues to these losers, yep. which is just a weird thing to me anyway, isn't it? It is weird, yeah. When you put it like that, it's... But it's almost like you're in Germany and there are a bunch of Hitler statues. That wouldn't be a worse... That's the stuff. thing. There's yeah. not. There's none. Right, exactly. It's so twisted in the way they commemorate. Celebrate the loser. Yeah. Celebrate, celebrate the, the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was watching. Um, do you know Jim Jeffries? He's got a. He's a comedian. He's an Australian comedian, and he's got a show now in America. It's called the Jim Jeffries Show, and he said just a, a week or two ago, he's like, all these people who were complaining about if you take the statues down, that's like erasing history, and they're mm-hmm. trying to erase uh, our heritage. He said, there's no Hitler. There's right. no Hitler statues in Germany, but somehow we still remember what he did. So, <laughs> taking down these statues is not really erasing history. Right, exactly. You it's know. just a statue. Just You're still going to know what happened. You're still going to, especially seeing as the history books, a lot of history, I would say, the majority of history taught in American public schools are very nice to these people, like those who fought in the Civil War, and they speak very highly of them. So even if you take all of the statues down... You still got a lot of people growing up hearing about people like Robert E. Lee, even some of the presidents, I would say, 
shit, most of the presidents, mm. <laughs> and they are praised <laughs> for being courageous, patriotic, and oh, that's just how it was at the time, and they did it for the mm. cause of America. So, yeah, the statue should come down, but I think what also needs to happen is a re. They need to tell history correctly and not paint these people as being heroes when they actually were pretty bad, like really bad people. Well, you know, that's the weird thing, though, is the historic saying is history is written by the victors. Right. So why in American history books are the losers written up as such nice, great people? That's a good question. That's the strange thing. Yeah. And it's been like that. It's because they, like they, that. they lost, so they should be painted as the, the bad people, as it usually goes, but that didn't happen. That, I mean, yeah, yeah, there were things that they did, and that's stated, but it's not like they're really bad. Right, and I think it's because America has a tendency to not tarnish its legacy. I mean, just seeing how, you know, being in Sweden has kind of opened my mind to how other people look at Americans, which is that Americans are pretty stupid, you know, <laughs> like, in general. <laughs> like, people can in acknowledge. General. Yeah, in general, just in terms of knowledge and, and history and language and just the audacity that a lot of Americans have, even when it comes to immigration. You know, it's, you hear so many stories of, you know, people hearing other people coming to America speaking their own language, whether it's Spanish or Chinese, whatever, and it's like, hey, learn English. It's like they learn, they know probably four languages and you only know one not even as good, you know, but the audacity that Americans have when it comes to language, when it comes to just what they feel they own. A lot of white Americans in particular, you know, they, they feel like it's their land when it's not theirs. It was really stolen from the Native Americans. And, you know, it's like yeah. they say things like go back to Africa. It's like, well, you can go back to Germany or Poland or, you know, all <laughs> these other places that your ancestors are not from here. So, you know, it's it's interesting. That's the same here, though. Like, yeah. Australia's, like... When was America? Like 1776, basically? That was the year it started? Yeah, that's when I... We're, n- we're not too far behind. We're 1788. So it's only like... We're only 12 years behind you guys. Yeah, that's not far. But, but we're the same thing. Like, white Australian people, <laughs> the, the racist section, you still hear these things like, go back to China, go back to <laughs> whatever country. But it's like, it's the same story here. We yeah. came, invaded this country right. and took it from the indigenous mm-hmm. Aboriginal people here yeah. and we've basically treated them like garbage ever since <laughs> and it's not that different to what you guys have done there. No, they share a lot of similarities, that's definitely true Australia and America. It is a strange thing and you still have these people like go back to your own country, it's like it's not your country. <laughs> Maybe you were born here, Maybe your parents were born here but you go back another few people you know, you were uh, a convict from England or wherever you came from. So it's it's a weird thing that this group, like, they claim, this is my land, I was born here, and everyone else just can go away. <laughs> it's a weird... I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand that thinking. It's audacity. It's a lot of audacity for anyone to have that, that amount of pride and lack of knowledge. It astounds me. Once again, history. History, people mm. don't like going back to history and seeing history for what it is they rather revise history and make up their own story and then push everyone out who doesn't fit you know their narrative yeah so. there's been a lot of that here like 
I remember at school we learnt so little about Australian history. Really? Like, like barely. Like we didn't have a civil war. We just came here and we stayed here. Nothing really happened. Right. Wow. Like we learn, you know, there's like one chapter in the history book about Aboriginal people, and you know they've been here for fifty thousand years, and they believe this and that. Barely any mention of what we did to them after that. Wow. <laughs> and it's just it's just really weird that may I don't know if it's changed now. I don't think it has. I mean, it's been a while since I was at school, but it Uh probably hasn't changed at all. At least you guys study your own history. Right. And as whitewashed as some of it might be, (laughs) you still learn it. Like, we just skip over that whole thing and just be like, oh, it's fine. That's funny. Well, you know, even though it's taught, I mean, I remember a thing called Schoolhouse Rock, which was basically this children's program with a bunch of songs that kind of sang history. And anytime they talked about, you know, the Mayflower Compact, you know, when the British people came over to America and they showed the graphics. And I remember just seeing the Native Americans would just be kind of, they, they were only in the clip for maybe 10 seconds. And they were kind of like, the British people had guns and they pointed it to them and the Natives just flew away. And I just always thought that was such a horrible presentation of it because... That's obviously not how it went down. It's not just like, oh, go away, we're going to kill you and take your land. It, it was definitely more to it. So it's always yeah. been taught in a very gimmicky kind of, oh, they were savages, they were bad people, they ate children, they blah, blah, blah. And that's yeah. basically why we had to come and correct it because they didn't know what they were doing before we came here. You know, so it, It's crazy, yeah. There's so many similarities between what happened there and what happened in Australia it's it's a really similar story yeah but except except you guys do study because you had history you had a civil war all this stuff happened mm-hmm. we didn't have that so that's why you know at like when I was at school we just learned English history and a bit of like you know World War 1 and 2 mm-hmm. but that was pretty much all we learned like Australian wow. history was just nothing like the only what I know about Australian history now is what I have gone and read myself right you had to do the work because we were taught basically nothing <laughs> that's sad because then that's like, what kind of contributes to that knowledge that a lot of Australians probably have which is that oh we've been here long and we you know that kind of arrogance comes from not knowing and not caring yeah. because they just don't know what happened because no one told them <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not good that's really not good but then you've got all these the protests back to the statues the protests about these statues you've got the the people who are for keeping the statues mm-hmm. and they've been whether they're neo-nazis or kkk or right. white nationalist or white supremacist whatever name they want to have right. there's there's that group of people and then there's the the other side they're for taking down the statues and they're against people who want to keep the statues and they're having big problems right now yeah that's a lot of big problems and i think it's just because once again history people don't want to first of all it's like you started off by saying these people lost you know i don't see how you can really rally for people who they're still angry they're still angry (laughs) that they lost (laughs) it's like get over it you didn't win and there's no need for those statues and i honestly think i was talking to my girl about this and she mentioned something great which is that they should there should just be modern art you know I'm not really a big fan of 
I mean, I get and respect, you know, the work that's been done for these sculptures, but they're old. A lot of them, are, a lot of the people who even uh, created them were not from America. They were literally just artists from around the world that, you know, put in work with it. So it's like, why not show something more modern instead of commemorating these people, especially if the history is messed up as it is? Why not be willing to showcase art of modern interest? Because, you know, this this whole Greek era of art, which is what a lot of these monuments and statues are, is old mm. anyway, and it doesn't really yeah, contribute. Yeah, that is a really, like, yeah. old European thing, like Greek and Roman, they were all into the statues and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a good point, too. It's no reason for people to fight for it, like the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists and all these people coming out now talking about, oh, we're, we're taking it back, we're, we're bringing it taking it back they're, they're taking our heritage and all of that it really it's, humans are just funny when it comes to identity and holding on I to thought things. you were going to say something else then <laughs> what did you think I was going to say well another word that started with F oh <laughs> <laughs> which is also quite apt yeah well that can you can say the same they're just hilarious when it comes to that like one of the weird things I saw, like these these guys were marching and they were chanting, "Jews will not replace us." And I, yeah. I was just thinking, what? Obviously, you know, Fox News, but what? Where are they getting their media news from that makes them think that that is actually even happening? I don't understand. I mean, Jewish people are such a small minority they're so, they're in America. So small. But somehow these these guys think that they're taking over. What? Where are they getting this idea from? From Alex Jones? Alex Jones, I don't probably. Understand. <laughs> He's probably it's just a good crazy. I was just watching an interview with, uh, I believe his name, Gods. I don't remember his last name, but he broke down how I think there's just about maybe 5 million or 8 million Jews in America, which is not a lot. Out of what? 300 million? <laughs> 300 million people? Million people. <laughs> how are they taking over? But somehow over? they're taking over. <laughs> yeah. And you, that's where they're getting their information, though, is from Fox. Fox, Alex Jones, people oh. who spend hours on conspiracy theories that have no evidence, they, you know, and, and it just, it gives them a sense of allegiance. And that's why they spell it out so much, because it just gives them some sense of pride. They have identity. And they think, you know, oh, if black people and Chinese and Latino people and all these other different races can be culturally proud, why can't we be proud of who we are? And it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, the same thing. white pride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot. I think a lot of these people need to do a DNA test to see where they're really from. You know, yes. if you want to be proud of something, <laughs> you need to check to see where you're from. Maybe. Let's find out where you're really from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll be surprised. Then see how proud you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not America. They'll be like, they'll be like this mass suicide. They'll all just kill themselves. <laughs> they're so embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, but Alex Jones, he had like, a, I think he had a divorce or separated from his wife yeah. and they were arguing about custody of his children and she was saying, he's like mentally unstable, just look at all these videos he's done and he actually came out in court and goes, no, no, that's just a character I play, I'm not Exactly, like I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't even believe that he's stuff. He's an actor and I feel like Yet him... all his listeners believe it. Yeah, all of his listeners believe it, but that, I wouldn't even say he's lying about that. I think he totally 
especially when he goes into his rants and he, he rages out and he's screaming. You can just see his performance art, much like Trump too. I would yeah. say Trump is the same way. He he'll use it because it he knows that there's an audience for it. People are gonna believe it. People are gonna actually use it as you know ammunition for their belief. And <laughs> yeah, people like that. I really like that. Well, definitely with Trump. I mean, he's not a politician. He is a TV reality right. star. That's all he knows. That's all he knows. Is this performance art. And even when he was doing his, you know, whether you call them successful or not, all his business deals, all mm-hmm. that is performance as well. It's all like bluffing and... Yeah. It's it's all performance art, like you said. Yeah. And people can't and see it's, that. It's weird... Yeah, they, they can't see what it is. And they know... And like when Alex Jones came out, <laughs> yeah. when Alex Jones came out and he said, oh, it's all just an act for, for the for the show, you know, his listeners will be like, oh, he only said that because he had to say that. It's, it's for his <laughs> right. kids. He right. doesn't really believe that. He doesn't really believe that. So that way they can still keep believing everything he said, even though he's admitted <laughs> it's all just crap. It's really strange. It's really strange. It's, it's obvious the that The way people, people, like, rationalize things. Right. Well, it's not... I wouldn't even call it rationality. It's just literally denying objectivity <laughs> to favor your bias. Confirmation bias is that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'd rather believe this, and I'm going to drown out everything that contradicts this, and I'm going to fight for it because this is what I believe, and you can't tell me I'm wrong because it's my belief, so deal with it. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest problems right now. Yeah. Is confirmation bias like everybody just watches like people who believe all the stuff that's on Fox News they only watch Fox News yeah because Fox News keeps coming up with these stories which confirm what these people already think and they're like yeah I was right this is the news for me I'm not gonna watch that other news because they're just talking garbage that's not how you get any objective truth and I would even say to people who are forward-thinking you know I, I, I do read both you know you gotta get a balance from both sides. You hear now Fox News, I don't even pay attention. Most of what they say is garbage. There's no way you can really <laughs> listen to that and say, oh, they have a good point there. Most of their points are fabricated and just bullshit, plainly. Um, but there yeah. are times, you know, other news sites like CNN and other, other you know, news uh, sites, they lie too. They bullshit. It's not like they're the perfect, yeah. but it's like, it's just a matter of knowing how to reach objectivity to really put to practice the scientific method I don't see why people deny that you know you can't go against confirmed stories that have been shown you know numbers <laughs> you can't do that but people do that because it's just easier to believe the fantasy aspect well it's a, yeah it's a lot easier to believe what you believe instead of admitting that you might have been wrong right and then try to think something else because that if you believe the same thing for the last 30 years and then that's just too hard to change yeah to believe oh actually i've been wrong all these years no that can't be right <laughs> especially when you get no older. i can't i can't admit that yeah it's hard it's hard you don't want to do but that I, but i've got to say i am also guilty of only looking at news that you know confirms what i already think because i don't watch it any but that's a, you know I was thinking this the other day you look at Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. uh, John Oliver Bill Maher yeah, all these right, right. like late night guys mm-hmm. who have shows they're all you know Democrat leaning to mm-hmm. that side and then I was thinking who is the like Republican voice in that 
arena. Is there anyone? Who's the late night guy who's like, yay, Trump? Yeah, no one. <laughs> Not on There's TV. No one. Outside of Fox. Fox, I mean, Fox is literally a multi dimensional network, and they have people, obviously, just leaning to Trump. So I guess that's the yeah. comp- competition, but. Yeah, there's no one on public like, and I think it's because most people wouldn't buy it anyway. <laughs> you know. mm. uh, but yeah, you're right. There's all of those people, Almost, you know, Democrat leaning. Sure, they all lean that way, and there's really no one, you know, on you know, on, on a big show. I, oh, that reminds me. I read, you know, that show Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show got cancelled, I think, last year, and. Tim Allen believes it got cancelled because he came out pro-Trump. I mean, that, that show was... He was always like this Republican guy in that mm-hmm. show. Right. And he was always like, oh, bloody Obama did this. Thanks, Obama. But it, it never took it too seriously. But then in real life, he like came out at like a couple of things and he was talking about Trump. And not long after, his show got cancelled. <laughs> and he thinks that that was you know some part behind the reason, obviously. Yeah, but there's no, yeah, there is no, not that I can think of. I'm sure someone will tell us that there is someone, but not that I can think I of. I think whoever it is, they're on Fox, more than likely. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most likely place they'd be. Yeah, because even people who, I mean, most people, you can't listen to Trump and really validate anything he says, because he's been proven to be a pathological liar. There's no denying of that. You know, so the people who actually say, oh, no, he's just, maybe, you know, a lot of people, even his supporters, they might say, oh, well, he could have said it better. Maybe he shouldn't be on Twitter. They don't agree with his approach, but they definitely like where he's going, regardless of how he says it or the demonstration. So, I mean, most people that, you know, front for Trump, even Tim Allen, (laughs) whatever Tim or anyone can say, it's not based in reality is based on what they just like they like the honesty the rawness and that's the point we've kind of gotten to in the world where a lot of people don't really care what you're saying as long as you say it with enough fervor and you promise them and you promise them and you lie to them it doesn't matter it's just make me feel good because that's what a lot of people want it's just um it's a weird situation that like with these rallies with the pro-Trump and the against Trump or whether it's pro-statue or against statue or pro-Nazi or against Nazis (laughs) like these protests that have been you know coming together and fighting in the street when was the last time that you can think of like in American history that this has been such a big deal it's been a long time I think it's been a long time yeah since it's been so out in the open like KKK just walking around in the streets having a rally not even (laughs) bothering to wear the mask anymore they're like no we're fine let's just walk in the street yeah and it's more it's definitely more bold (laughs) that's the thing is Trump what's the word not encouraging but like when this thing happened in Charlottesville Mm -hmm. and they drove the car into into the people and he came out and he says oh this this was bad but didn't specifically say these people that people right and everyone's like, oh, you should have said this. <laughs> the reason I think behind him not specifically addressing which people did that was because that's his base. That's his base. That's a exactly. big part of his base. He's not going to come out and go, yeah, I know you voted for me, but you're evil and you're you're going to go to hell. 
Exactly. He didn't, he didn't say that. And that's why David Duke, who was a part of the KKK, he retweeted or requoted, uh, re, yeah, retweeted Trump's post about that. And he was like, hey, remember, we vote, we put you in office. So don't try to, you know, pedal to the liberals. Remember, it was us that made you. And yep. that says it all right there. I mean, yeah, his base are those people. And that's why he's not going to be blunt about it. Even if he, it's like when he read the teleprompter and he gave this, you know, scripted speech about, oh, you know, white supremacy and neo, all of this doesn't reflect the country. We're better than that. You can tell he didn't want to say that because he knows yeah. that those are the people who are his base. And he doesn't want to offend them because he knows what that would mean. So, But again, like, even though he said that, then those people will just be like, Oh, but he only said that because he had to say it. We know exactly. he doesn't really. Exactly. <laughs> it goes back to... So it's just, like, just like yeah. the other thing. It's... Oh. It's the same thing. And it's that's what a lot of them have said. Oh, he didn't mean it. I mean, he just said that because, you know, he had to be presidential. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had to be presidential. He had to say the right thing, even though we, he doesn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really fascinating. And that's what's going on. And I was, I'm glad that I'm not in that because it would be, you know, I was in, and the thing is with, you know, I lived in Texas most of my life, I would say, well, half of it anyway. I was born in New Orleans and I left New Orleans at a young age after Hurricane Katrina, but I remember having bouts of racism even at the young age I was at. But in Texas, Texas and New Orleans kind of mirror each other where it's the South and it's a bit more blunt. People definitely yeah. have distinct lines like, with racism it's not as like when I lived in Minnesota I realized you know there's a quote that we say Minnesota nice where the racism out there is very hidden it's kind of like it kind of comes at you nicely it's not as blunt (laughs) (laughs) but you know I know that right now from what my family and friends tell me in Texas and places like New Orleans too it's just the tension is real and people are definitely silent about a lot of these issues because they don't want to offend. They don't want to be called something they're not. They're just stepping on the eggshells in a way. And I think a lot of people, especially white people who have hung out with other black people, they don't want to voice anything that sounds like they're okaying it, but they're not also willing to blatantly speak against it, which is kind of complicit, I would say. Because we always, I always say, you all, we know that not all white people are racist. I don't believe that. Um, there's no way all white people are racist. Just like when people, a lot of times on Twitter, you see people saying, oh, all men are trash. All men are horrible. Um, <laughs> that's not true either. But just because someone says that doesn't mean I need to interject and say, hey, not all men. It's like, well, duh, not all men, but a <laughs> lot of people are. <laughs> And if you don't fit that description, then carry on, move on, you know, but we can't act as if there isn't a problem that we don't need to have this conversation when we do, because there's a lot of tension and we got to talk about it and really own up to these you know, transgressions. And it's not just past transgressions. It's, we can all be complicit in a behavior without really knowing it. And it's up to us to just kind of acknowledge you know, hey, I, I messed up. Mm. I thought this wrong. It's okay to, to, I th- to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, maybe not even white people, but just people in general, are slightly racist. 
to some extent, yeah. whether they know it or not. Yeah, you know, true. they might just think something and not even think about what they're thinking or saying, and just that's normal. And mm -hmm. until someone says, "Hang on a second, what what, what did you just say?" <laughs> until someone actually says that, they're just they'll just keep going. Just keep and going. it might just be a they might just be one percent racist and like a tiny <laughs> bias against a certain color or whatever in their head right and it might be so small that no one ever really notices but it'll come out at some point yeah definitely and when that happens it's like oh and then it, you know it's easy to oh i didn't mean that oh i, I didn't mean maybe you didn't subconsciously you just say things sometimes without even realizing the source of where that came from but putting it in perspective it's all good i get kind of freaked out when people are so much on the defense to where they don't even oh no no I couldn't possibly it's like well maybe you did have you thought about why you thought that maybe you really thought that because you thought you were taught something messed up and you believed it so much to where you justified it in your action and that goes back to people not admitting that something they think or believe is wrong yeah they're like, no, 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 that's that's not right. But you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I, I, but I meant this. You're but, right. But you said this. Right. <laughs> oh, but no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like, no, I'm, I, I'm not that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do it so often. It's a constant. Because I grew up in Australia, where there are basically no black people here. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> I mean, I went to New Zealand, and same story. But at least in New Zealand, you've got Maori people. Right, and that's who true. Who were sort of all around. Mm -hmm. But in Australia, like, in in the cities... In Sydney, like Melbourne... Like maybe, there's like a suburb or two here and there. There'll be, like, some, like, like Aboriginal people. Mm -hmm. But overall in Sydney, I mean, there's like a suburb out west where a lot of, like, refugees from... Uh, I think uh, Ghana or somewhere they've all like gone to that area but generally there's no one here so I never really had any interaction any or any bias because I never knew anything right exactly. so when I went to America the, f the first time first of all like just culture shock basically because I've never I'd never seen Right. You know, I went to LA and like, oh wow, there's black people everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, you see it on TV. Of course, there's black people here. Right. But when I was there, I didn't have any fear or any any sort of you know mm -hmm. preconception about them as opposed to the white people because right. as opposed to if I'd grown up in America and depending where I grew up and where I went to school and what I was taught, mm -hmm. I would have a totally different perception. Definitely. Yeah. So that I think that's good in that way that I didn't have any sort of bias when I went there yeah that is good because you could have you could have been one of those Australians who just watched a bunch of TV that depicted you know people of color as whatever and then oh he's a he's a thug yeah, he's, he's, a, a thug. he's a robber right. he's whatever yeah, yeah exactly that happens a lot. he's wearing a hoodie he must be bad it's, just, <laughs> it's I love how that article of clothing has just become a criminal it's so bad part of clothing yeah, oh he's ridiculous. wearing a hoodie that's it it's like wow but the mafia can wear clean suits and get away with murder every day oh yeah oh they're respectable <laughs> they're, they're respectable because they're wearing a fancy suit and look at those shoes alligator shoes oh that's good yeah it's, it's great 
He must be a great guy. He must be great. <laughs> look at the way he looks. Look, look at that. Yeah, that happens so often. Look at that. <laughs> but it must have been. You went to That's LA. Right. I bet that was a, a a a difference. I mean, being in Australia and then going to LA and then seeing that kind of scene. That's a well, I did go there when I was really young and I barely remember that right. but when I first went there by myself LA wasn't that much of like a culture shock to me but Chicago mm-hmm. and Detroit Woo, wow. yeah yeah I bet that was <laughs> you said Detroit <laughs> Detroit was happening <laughs> when I got a I was in um, I was in Montreal in uh-huh. sometime in two, early 2000 I think I was in Canada, and this was when Prince announced the first celebration at Paisley Park in June 2000. Right. And I'm like, I'm not that far away, I'll go. Got my ticket, and then I'm like, well, now I've just got to get from Montreal to Minneapolis. I'm like, look at the flights, flights were expensive, mm-hmm. even the train was pretty expensive. And so I looked up the bus, so the Greyhound bus had some Ooh, special... Oh, you took a Greyhound too. Man, I could so, so you, yeah, it's, it's a story. <laughs> it's a story. <laughs> so I got this bus... And it was literally, I think, 23 hours nonstop mm-hmm, from right. Montreal to Minneapolis. We stopped in uh, Chicago. I don't know which one was first. We stopped in Chicago for maybe an hour and a half. And I think maybe we changed bus. And then again in Detroit, we, we stopped for like an hour or two. And this is what one of them was like 1 a.m. The other one was like 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So it was definitely uh, an experience. To, to go to those two places <laughs> uh, and in the middle of the night right. and bus stations aren't the, usually the coolest places no, to be it's not, maybe not the hell. best people hang around bus stations right. also maybe in those cities so it was it was definitely that was the most you know I was like wow I'm, I'm in America now <laughs> <laughs> this is it this is real this is what it is <laughs> this is what it is as soon as you said Greyhound I was like man because I've had, yeah. anytime I took a Greyhound, I used to always take it on my, you know, from Texas to New Orleans because it's just about eight hours. It's cheap. And every yeah. time I've taken a Greyhound, I have a story. Like a crazy, <laughs> what the hell kind of thing happened. So I can imagine it was something. 23 hours, too. There's definitely, the people who take Greyhound buses are definitely uh, interesting <laughs> characters, I'll say that. It's different people who take a Greyhound. I, Totally, totally. You never know what's going to happen. I recommend anyone who's willing to take a trip without having to take any drugs or anything illegal, book a Greyhound ticket to anywhere, especially a southern state like New Orleans, Chicago, Detroit, and you'll get your money's worth of something because it's something for sure. So we're talking about Prince. What's the big Prince news? He's got a, a color. He's got a color. I saw that, and I just was like, I mean, I tweeted you because you <laughs> you mentioned something that I had to comment on. I mean, people are praising it like, oh, it's like, no, music. The last time yes. I really felt that kind of thrill was with the deliverance kind of thing, and I'm glad I got that before it was scrapped from the internet. Um, yeah. I want that. I mean, it's amazing that this legend of the vault has been so spoken of, and we only so far have gotten so little. And I, yeah, I, 
I just feel like that's that needs to be the focus right now. Even this expedition that they're doing in London, with the, you know, it's like, yeah, that's cool, but why isn't there an official website that has some kind of option for you to buy or listen to something? It's just too, too, too all over the place right now. It's, it's just sad. I know it's just been a year, but they need more. Well, year and a half, basically. I understand cataloging every track in the vault is going to take some time. Definitely. I understand maybe they don't want to release anything until that's completed. Right. But you can still put something out. Yeah. Whether it's a CD release or just a, an album, a collection of, you know, like that second disc on the Purple Rain Deluxe. It's just right. a bunch of random, maybe from a specific year, it's just, here's 12 tracks, whatever. Right. I think most people don't care. There is now an official Prince color. So what? Can I listen to that? No. Can I enjoy that? No. What is that? It's nothing. It's just, like I said on Twitter, that's just a distraction. Yeah. To keep the, you know, the dummies happy, I guess. Yeah, and that's, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bad distraction because seeing as, once again, so much music and Prince also had laptops with music. I mean, they could easily, they, they're, they're thinking in terms of tapes, but even lap, I mean, when I was there, I remember... Anything from the last, like, 10 years is going to be digital. Yeah, it's exactly. Already it's already there. there. And I remember looking like, this stuff can be released. They definitely have it. They're just dragging their feet, and they shouldn't. And I even think, even when it comes to, like, video, you know, like, he recorded everything. Even it would be nice yep. for them to, they should... The fact that there isn't, I'm not really a fan of documentaries, so to speak, but they can do a mini documentary about him and make it, you know, available to the public so that it at least renews the interest because we don't have anything. Purple Rain Deluxe, that's a whole nother story. That's, that's, that wasn't even by the estate. That's mostly one of us anyway, but they could even take just what, you know, the clips that have never been, there's so much that is on computers that they can use, you know, have some people who work with him the last few years or whatever, piece up something and deliver it. Never before seen, never, like, do that. They can do that. But the problem is, it's so divided. You know, there's Paisley Park, which is completely different from his estate. And they need to find a way to just have all these things become harmonious because there's too many too many people. There's Bravado and Warner Brothers and the estate and Paisley Park and Graceland. Yeah, yeah, Graceland Enterprises. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. Like you, you mentioned this. Um, there's an exhibition coming up in London, I think. Yeah. And yeah, that is fine. But again, like this color, it's not what the majority of fans want. No. Yeah, it'll be cool to go to. You'll see some clothes. You'll see, you know, whatever they're going to show. They might even play an unreleased song. But that's only for the people in London. I'm not going to hear that unreleased song. You're not going to hear that unreleased song unless you fly to London. Yeah, exactly. They're making all these spots to travel to when, you know, music is universal. Make a website, post it online, charge a couple of bucks. There you go. Can't go wrong. I don't know what they're... I, again, I understand there's legal issues and there's all these different factions that are arguing with each other because you know, obviously there are. 
because yeah. otherwise something would have come out by now. Exactly. And it's like, I think Taika came out a few times and she's like, oh, don't worry, we're not arguing, everything's fine. I, I, I see these stories, I laugh. It's like, well, if you're all fine and happy and agreeing with things, where's the music? Yeah, where's the music? What is that hard? It's not like there isn't any. I mean, <laughs> yes. seriously, like, he was working on, just before he passed away, there's Black is the New Black. I believe that that's what the album was going to be called, and Oh, with yeah, mono neon. Yeah, mono neon. Adrian, Donna. I mean that. Crutchfield, yeah. That that stuff was on a laptop. You know, I'm not sure if I told you. Well, I've tweeted it out a couple of times, but you know, I had the honor of working a teleprompter during that period, that short period. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And so I would see, you know, all of the music he had in that, and there was a lot of songs I did not know what it was. You know, so it's definitely music that is new music that he was working on and he was performing and he was rehearsing and that laptop as far as I know it's still at Paisley Park it's not like no one you know, it didn't belong to anyone but Prince and that stuff that can be released you know it's not like there's a shortage of information like Prince wasn't recording in 2015 he was he recorded all the time so especially like you said his last 10 years is digital absolutely no reason for that stuff to be yeah held up the other annoying thing is is I think the estate possibly like Taika or whoever's running that area of things I think they're trying to continue this Prince mystique of being mysterious and not saying mm-hmm. anything that's not which is really not the right way to go not at all <laughs> you know just come out and tell us okay even if she just came out tomorrow and said Okay, we're we're eighty percent done cataloging the vault. Maybe another two months, three months, it'll be done, and we're gonna get a release out. Something's gonna come out in like three months. Right. Just say something, so we've got something to look forward to. I reckon that many fans have like just drifted away in the last year because nothing's happening. Yeah, exactly. They need to have. And Purple Rain update. Deluxe had not a lot of uh, promotion either. Not here anyway. Not not that. I mean, I there were remember. a few billboards here and there, but not a lot of big promotion from Warner Brothers not at all it was just released a couple of singles before it happened you know there was one spot I remember I believe on Jimmy Fallon where he mentioned it in Questlove oh, so, yeah. oh yeah you know yeah blah 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 but that was it that was the at most that was I've the seen. promotion <laughs> yeah most people because I didn't see any TV ad or anything no there was no TV ad from my knowledge yeah this maintaining silence I think is really a mistake. It's deafening. It only that only works when you have a person like Prince doing it, because that's how he was all yeah. his career anyway. But when he's not here, you can't bring this whole aura and this mystery and oh, you know how he he does it. He does it when he wanted to. Well, we need updates. Like there needs to be even have a separate. Because I remember once I wasn't around for this. At least I don't remember it, but I remember someone saying they tweeted from his account before. Did, did you hear? Yeah, about uh, that? yeah, they did. Yeah. Not long after he passed away, maybe if three or four months, I can't remember. Yeah, they tweeted from the official wow. Prince account, and people just freaked the hell out. Yeah, and I can imagine why. They're like, no, no, that is not the way to yeah. do it. <laughs> That's not the way to do it. So they should just at least have another if, if they if they were gonna tweet from that they should have tweeted like psych and that's it 
that would have been funny. What? But, <laughs> but no, they tweeted out like just a general tweet about something. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. Oh, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you look at every... Pretty much every decision that the estate made in the first six months since April 2016, almost every one was not the right one. <laughs> it's like everything they did was like, no, what are you doing? No. Right, yeah. And it's, it's like, it's how can you be getting things... It's, you're not Donald Trump. How can you be getting things so wrong? It's just yeah. <laughs> everything you do is wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. And yeah. now they're like they've got some big like battle of the bands thing oh, coming up in Minneapolis, and like yeah. they're trying to do things, which is cool. But again, that's only if you're in Minneapolis. For it's the ninety nine point nine percent rest of the world, it's nothing. It's nothing, and even people in Minneapolis are not going to Paisley like they used to. I mean, let's just be real, because the tickets are expensive. Yeah. And this whole battle of yep. the bands thing, I get the intent, but who wants to pay? for another band who they don't know how they're going to sound like. It's $100 a day. You know, it's it's not really, you're not really giving a lot of people something to go to. Um, that I mean, I get the intent and all that, and I'm sure it'll be good for the people who are in it, but I don't see how that's something, it's not going to benefit the estate, really. You know, that's just, they need, they, they, there needs to be something online. And like I mentioned with Twitter, even having a separate yeah. Twitter account for his estate that will give updates about what the uh, progress is for the vault, or the new album coming out, pictures that never... Something that is a constant stream that fans can lock into, follow, share, update, that needs to happen, like ASAP. Because you're not getting people interested if you're not giving them anything. I think a lot of people have just like drifted away because apart from Purple Rain Deluxe, nothing has happened in a year and a half. Yeah, it's been nothing. And unless, you know, what if there is a new album? What if it comes out next month? There's not going to be any big promotion for it. Warner Brothers nope. aren't going to be behind it. This is from Paisley Park, from the estate. If an album right. comes out, unless you're specifically like still following everything that's happening, you're not even going to know about it. Nope. If you've drifted yeah. away... You, you won't even know. So many people have already drifted away because of the lack of, once again, as you said, the lack of material. There's been nothing. Not enough. No website, no update, no no anything. A color. That's, they've done that. Oh, we got that out yeah. there. <laughs> we start with the basics. Oh, that, uh, that's everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repaint my house now. Can use the same color. Uh, <laughs> it's just I don't even have the words. It's yeah, frustrating. It is frustrating. I don't especially think when about you know it a lot because it makes me angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, especially when you think of just getting deliverance, you know, and just seeing how that happened. That even that just ah oh, that that hurt me so bad to know the estate was so against it to where I was like, no, you cannot. You, even if he did cop, you know, have some kind of infringement, which I get the legality and all of that, why not work with him in a way instead of just making it such a public, oh, how dare you do this? Why not turn We're it gonna around? We're going to sue you. Yeah. Like, it's just poor taste. It just it taints 
the music itself. You know, it makes it something sinister almost. It's like they. I just feel like, like yeah. you said, I I really agree with you. Like all of the ways they could have went around it, they've been doing poorly, very poorly. It's That's like it. I I said this when we reviewed that Deliverance EP. Like if they're gonna sue every person who's leaked a track or a few tracks, the estate will be bankrupt in six months. There'll be nothing yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> Again, following Prince being mysterious, okay, it's not working, but that's what they're doing. But following the lawsuit <laughs> the way that he used to do as well, yeah, again, uh, not the right way to do things. Not the right way. Not now. Just turns people Work off. Work with people. Work with that people. That would be helpful. Yeah. Figure out a way that that could have not been as uh, a disaster as it was, as disastrous. Mm-hmm. And like I, I said as well, if Ian Boxall hadn't released those tracks just, you know, right. five little random tracks mm-hmm. from a 2006 session. The chance that that ever would have been released by the estate yeah. is absolutely minuscule. Nothing. I don't, we would, I don't, there would have been a million yeah. other things they would have released before that. For sure. So, I'm happy that that came out. I don't care. Me too, because it's, that, I remember you saying that. That was such a good point. Because more than likely, it would not be released. Like, no doubt Never. about it. Never. I mean, just seeing as all of the stuff and I kind of feel like they're I wonder what route they're going to go about it because if they're thinking in terms of making money they're likely going to you know focus on the most profitable kind of eras I guess so like yeah you know the 80s parade and and hey I wouldn't mind getting any of that I just wish there was something something that was you know that we can that we can feel we could we could see it it's, it's in our libraries um, so much stuff I already have and I, I know that um, Sharon did a Q&A on the org I believe about I was just about to bring that up yeah, yeah. and I, I saw some of the comments and I saw the answers but it was still vague and oh you don't have any information about this at this time oh you're going to get something if the fans can come together and make a decision then we'll do it that's kind of how she answered it which see that is such a cop out because yeah. she knows as well as we all do, the fans will never come to a consensus. Right. So by putting that on the fans, they can just delay things forever. Even longer. Like, yeah. Give us some options. By putting it back on us. Yeah. yeah. If anything, say, hey, give we have... Give us some options, yeah. Yeah, give, we have four, you know, albums that have these songs. Which ones would you like to hear first? That's how you really give us a say. Then we can definitely, you know, vote on what we would want to hear. Or watch, you know. But if you just say, "Oh, you come up with it," well, we don't know what's there. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, how easy would it be for them just to come out, start a website? Everyone will flock to it immediately. It'll be love symbol number two color. Don't you worry right. about that. <laughs> and just say, "Look, the first official release from the estate. Here's four options. Right. Do you want tracks from?" 1986-86 era, 82-era, 92-era, 92 92-98. Just pick four right, years pick four and years. just get a decision. It doesn't matter if it, they're all like 22%, 25%, 26%. They'll all be close. We know that. Yeah. Maybe sure. 98, not so much, but just pick the one with the highest number and go with it. Right. Just go make a decision. It. Just stop screwing around, doing nothing, as it appears to us, because there's no updates. There's no just updates. Just do something. That would be satisfactory. Because then, at least, I mean, that would be so easy. 
how easy is that? Go to GoDaddy.com, right. get a register a domain name, just do it. It's like nine ninety nine a month. You can afford that. Yeah. Unless you've already blown all the money on legal bills, you can afford that. They definitely can do just it. Just put up a vote. Here's four albums, three, four, five choices. Just do it. It's not hard. There's so much. It's, I mean, it's not like it's he so is frustrating. It is so it. frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that. I mean, before this year is out, and that's sad that, I mean, we're already nearly in September, and to think that, like, wow, it has been, like, there's only four more months to this year. There needs to be something. If they're not going to release nothing this year, at least promote the next project within a month or so, so that there's enough, you know, enthusiasm and interest. Because you can't just do it at the last minute and expect people to be willing if they have any sort of brain they'll get something out well in time for Christmas yeah six weeks before two months before Christmas do some promotion sell something get some money yeah how many people you know obviously not us but how many people who are not particularly a Prince fan but they know a Prince fan right they know a Prince fan right and they'll be like oh I know how sad you were that Prince died so Look, I just bought this new thing here. You've probably already right. got it, but mm-hmm. still, that's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would, you know, get it for Christmas. That's the smart way to do it. Well, Prince didn't celebrate you know, Christmas. A... <laughs> 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 you know, unless they're going to, like, just drop an album tomorrow, like Beyonce, with zero right. warning mm-hmm. about it, yeah. which I highly doubt. They've got to do it the traditional way, do some promotion, do it for a Christmas stocking stuffer is what they call it right exactly they could that would be smart if they have any sense they would do something around Christmas because that is a market and people will definitely buy and sell you know that that would be smart really they'd have to be onto that now right yeah for sure they would have to be putting tracks together now and pressing discs and you know starting promotion like October November yeah getting it out probably start of November then you got, you know, six weeks, seven weeks to Christmas to buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's how you're going to get some money. And that's what they want. They but what do we know? Money. We're just, we're just, <laughs> I'm not the president of Warner Brothers. What do I know? We know more than we, we know that it's time to make action. <laughs> to not be. It's time to do something. Wondering our fingers. There's no reason to wait. Especially if he's made, I mean, there's music for a lifetime. And I don't even, even if they were as consistent about releasing music, I doubt we would even hear everything. Based on exactly I mean, just because it's so much. And I'm not and I, I remember also uh you guys were saying on the podcast about how there's just so much likely a lot of it is just snippets of, you know, you know, you're back, Velvet Candy Cat. Da, 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 just the thought that he he had that he had to get yeah. out. But I know that there's also I know for sure that there are albums that are done that he did especially even if it's not from the peak periods from the 80s like 2006 that era 2007 he was recording a lot 2010 even there's a lot of music that they can compile an album um, with that material even I'm going back to video too because I think about the 3121 uh, Mm -hmm. movie I think of the Rainbow Children documentary with Kevin Smith I mean all of that stuff is in there in, in the vault somewhere that would be nice to see and to, to listen to. So wasn't it was it rumored that there was like a Rainbow Children two? 
I think that was just a rumor. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Wow, that sounds possible. I mean, that era, just that period, he was very like active. Rainbow Children was not far from expectation, not far from news, not far from one night alone. I mean, it was all of that. I'm sure there's a lot of material, I guess, around that time. Probably with the Darth Vader. Imagine if the Rainbow Children 2, instead of Darth Vader voice, had him doing Yoda. Now that would be a good album. I mean, apart from how amazing the music would be on that album, instead of Darth Vader, it's him doing Yoda. It would be so good. (laughs) Pre the purple Yoda uh, from 2010. (laughs) I would buy that. See, we could just come up with the most ridiculous idea and we're like, I'd buy that. Yeah, we would buy it. There's an audience for it. Maybe not Toe Jam. He might not like, a bit too religious for him. I don't know, but still. He'd probably still buy it. (laughs) Is that it? Did we run out of things to say? Uh, Or is there more? I think we, I mean, we hit on racism, education, Prince. Trump. Trump. Prince. That was... I think that was fulfilling. That was pretty. That was good. Pretty good. We covered some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a privilege to talk, share interests. I gotta. I'm definitely gonna listen to the first um, podcast because I remember it, and I remember you asked me like, "What were my favorite musicians?" And I, I, I I just need to listen to it. It would be interesting to get a. Refreshed. I remember you just made some, um, I think it wasn't music, but it was like poetry or something, and you'd put it to music or something. Was that in 2015? That just came out. I think so. Wow, well, that, that's I a while that's ago. what that was. Yeah, that's probably August feels like Wednesday. That was like something like That's that. it? That's the one? Yeah. Wow, wow. I didn't realize it was that long ago. I swear it was last year for some reason, but 2016 is such a blur. Wow. Okay, I'll check it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could go back and listen to that and be like, I totally disagree with everything I just said. <laughs> That's like I need to come back again and say it all again. <laughs> Do a total 360, as they say. <laughs> Did you see that yeah, tweet? Yeah, that tweet was so funny. That just, like you said, uh-huh. it's a reflection of the education system. American education system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do a total 540. Come on. Go all the way around. Right, Keep go going. Go all the way around. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much for talking to me. This was episode uh, 16. Yeah. Yay. Done. Done. Here is some theme music. <laughs> <laughs>